1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Christian author F.B. Mayer was once sailing from Northern Ireland to England. As the ship entered the harbour, it was nighttime and nothing could be seen but a mass of lights. Dr. Mayer wondered how the captain would possibly steer the ship safely into harbour with such a confusing multitude of lights. The captain took him to the bridge of the ship, and he pointed out three big lights, a considerable distance apart from each other. He invited Dr. Mayer to watch him navigate the ship until the first two lights lined up with each other. Then the third light gradually came into line with the other two lights. Now he said, as long as I keep these three lights in one straight line, all I have to do is follow that line, and it will lead me safely into harbour. In a similar way, we have been given three lights to lead us into God's will. These are the Bible, the Holy Spirit, and sanctified common sense. This is Set Free with Ken Leg.
0: Does God speak to us individually? How can we know His will for our lives? Key questions we're exploring this week. And Ken, what you just expressed was a really good illustration uh, on how God can guide us, just like that ship coming into harbour, lining up those three lights. How about you tell us about how God directs our lives through these three instruments that you've just compared that to, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, and common sense, which perhaps
1: isn't so common anymore. <laughs> okay, well, let's start with the Bible. Uh, in Psalm 119, we read, Thy word is a lamp under my feet and a light unto my pathway. Mm. Now, most of God's will for our lives is already revealed to us in the Bible. In terms of ultimate goals or principles for life, and so in many things we don't even have to pray for guidance because we know what the Bible says. You know, for example, I couldn't say to you, Phil, I really feel God is saying to me, don't be in fellowship with other Christians, just be an isolated Christian. I mean, that's foolish because the Bible talks throughout the New Testament mm. of the need for one another, you yes, know, and the need to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, and so on. Yeah, so that's very clear. That's a principle in the Word of God. To pray would be unbelief. Uh, Or let's put it another way. Let's say, Phil, I'm really praying. I need some money in my ministry. And uh, there's a service station down the road there. I'm sure that, you know, we can hold that up uh, pretty easily and uh, get that money that we need. Uh, Do you think that might be God's word? I don't even have to pray about that. You know, that's that simple behavior is prohibited in the word of God. And uh, it's very clear what I should do and shouldn't do in a situation like that. So to pray when God has already spoken is either unbelief or rebellion. The Bible says, The just shall live by faith. So God's will is shown to us in the Bible. That's why Paul said to the Colossians that they would pray that they would be filled with all the knowledge of God's will. In other words, the more we know of God's word, the more we will know of his will. Mm. So many things we don't need to pray. That's what I'm saying for guidance, because it's already revealed to us. Now, when that's the case, our duty is not to pray, but to obey. Mm. That's uh, sometimes easier said than done, though,
0: because the flesh kicks in and we want to do what we want to do. Yeah. What you're saying, though, it sounds to me, though, that most of God's will for us is in the Bible already. So that leads us to the next question. What aspects of his will aren't there and how do we know God's will
1: for those areas in our lives? Okay, uh, well, let's just go a little bit further. So we've said that God's will is found in his word in in, in the sense of broad principles in life. Yep. But what about the details? For example, we know it's God's will for us to work. Yep. You know, that's very clear all the way through the word of God. But Where? Doing what? Where, where does God want me to work? Where does he want you to work? And
0: that's, a, that's one that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Big, big decision. Should I take this job or that? Or, you
1: yeah. Know, so what, we, what do you want me to do? We know the, the broad principle, but what about the specific detail? Yeah. We need to pray about that, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, here's another example. We know that unless you've got a special gift of celibacy, um, that God's will for us is to be married. It's not good that man should be alone. And unless you've got a special gift from God – You won't survive alone, you know, Mm. in that sense. So, okay, is God's will for us to marry. Who? Um, That comes down to the specific detail, and we need specific guidance that we don't get in the Bible concerning our personal lives in those details. Yeah. Um, Here's another one. We know that uh, God's ministry for us, the ministry he has for us, are to be found in the giftings that he's given to us. So uh, mine's a Bible teacher. I know what his will is for my life. But where does he want me to teach? Where does he want me to take this gift and function in it? That's something that I get uh, outside of the Bible mm-hmm. through another means, you know. And that's
0: where it becomes really difficult because sometimes you can have lots of different voices speaking at you, saying that God says you should do this, that, or the other specific things. But as you just said, it's if it's outside of the Bible and that is our reference point, how do we learn to hear the will of God and know
1: that it's legitimate? Yeah, or maybe we should even ask, you know, why hasn't God given us those kind of details in the Bible? And and of course, the answer to that is because he wants us to have a relationship with him. And in that relationship, you know, he begins to unfold his will in those kind of details. And uh, the fact is that every Christian is now indwelt by the Holy Spirit. And we're exhorted to commit our way to God. And he, through the presence of the indwelling Spirit, will direct our paths. Now, how does that work in practical terms? Well, as we consider making a decision and stepping out in a certain direction, the Holy Spirit will confirm whether this is the right way through either the peace of God settling upon our hearts or the absence of that peace mm. in our hearts. We'll get a check like a red light within us through the absence of the Holy Spirit's peace. Um, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, Paul says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now, that's a great word because it's actually the word um, arbitrate. It means to act as an umpire. Mm -hmm. Now, you think of a game like tennis, for example. Okay. Um, You know, was that ball in or was it out? It's the umpire's call. And sometimes you get the replay, you get the slow-mo, you get the, you know, the Mm, the the video. Yeah, exactly. The Hawkeye, all those sort of things. Uh, But the umpire makes a call in or out. That's the meaning of that word. Let the let the peace of God rule in your hearts in that way, or overrule, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing, and you and I have experienced it, and our listeners have experienced it, the Holy Spirit guiding us into truth by the peace of God or the absence of peace in our lives. Now, Phil, I once heard somebody once say that the Holy Spirit leads us but Satan pushes us. Mm. So whenever uh-huh. you know yeah. we're, we're under pressure to make a decision, and there's the absence of that peace, that can often be the enemy trying to push us into a direction or a decision that is not God's will for our lives. But the Holy Spirit always gives us time to gain that peace, so that we can move ahead confidently, knowing that He's with us and that He's leading us in this way. And that
0: peace of God, or as you say, the absence of it, is a very real and tangible thing, isn't it? Yeah. We mentioned that there's a third harbour light, uh, and that's common sense. Tell us about that. How does it figure into knowing God's will?
1: Well, okay. Well, when God tells us not to lean upon our own understanding, he doesn't mean to leave our brains on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, I think you made a comment just recently that, um, you know, common sense isn't so common anymore. And and I I think that especially comes into the fore when people – Try to determine the will of God. Some Christians would much rather someone work it all out for them. Well, it's the easy way, isn't it? Exactly, but the easy way is not always the best way because then we're not learning to develop a relationship with God. Now you know that passage Phil in uh, Romans chapter twelve where God says, "Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." mind." Yeah. So He says, "So that you might prove, you might prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God." God wants me to work it out for my life through my relationship with him. He doesn't want me to get that from someone else, uh, like a human mediator. He wants me to work it out in my own relationship. Mm. And then he goes on to say that we need to come to a sober estimation of the gifts that he's given to us. You know, work it out. See, sometimes we look for a flashing light or an audible voice, or an angelic visitation, or a prophetic word. And uh, those things might seem spectacular and wonderful, but what's better for us is a personal relationship, for us to work these things through with God, Okay, that we might work out what is that good and perfect will of God, that we might come to a sober estimation of what God has given to us, what he hasn't given to us. And this way we determine through the wisdom that God gives us the will of God for our lives. Now, I know what people might think, but what if we get it wrong? But the psalmist said this, that God guided him in the integrity of his heart. And I think if we've got integrity in our hearts, if we make a wrong turn, it's not the end of the world. He knows our heart, that our heart is toward him, to do his will, and he will surely guide us and lead us into his will in the end. And we'll talk some more about that a little bit tomorrow.
0: helpful advice on hearing God's voice and we'll have more for you tomorrow until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage God wants you to be set free
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Lake and details about Ken's ministry visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au That's vision.org.au